Hey guys, and welcome to the Life at Smythe podcast. As we step into Core Values Month, what better way to celebrate with a little Smythe TED Talk with some of our very own inspiring leaders from the firm. Take a jog down memory lane with me, your host, Nguyen Nguyen, as we delve into the passions and the determination of each individual's journey and gather some golden nuggets to their path to success. But most importantly, what does each core values represent and mean for them and the firm? Well, buckle up, friends. Time for a deep dive session and maybe a little to maybe a lot of banter as we immerse into the life at Smart Culture. I hope you enjoy this mini-series. Good afternoon, Anita, and thank you so much for collaborating with me on this week's Core Value in Episode of Excellence. Well, you know what? It's I would say this is probably one of the harder core values to kind of discuss about as we've like laughed about it offline, um, as it's very correlated and interchanged with the other core values that we've discussed about, you know, in the last couple of weeks. So um, I'm so grateful that you're able to help me out with this and, you know, obviously uh, kind of elaborate more on what the the value or the meaning of excellence mean for you on a professional level and also on a personal level that we can all relate to. So thank you so much, Anita, and welcome. Of course. Yeah, happy to chat with you. Yeah. So Anita, the purpose of these um, episodes is that we would love to learn a bit more, go down memory lane and learn about everyone's different journeys, you know, um, as we work here together and kind of uh, learn from each other. So I'd like to kind of give our listeners a bit more of a background story about, you know, your journey and how you you got to where you are today. So would you like to start off with that? Sure. Yes, we have a lot of new people in the office over the last couple of years, so I don't think everybody knows, you know, where I came from, where I was born, those sorts of things. So I'll maybe go back, you know, a fair bit in history. I was born in Helsinki, Finland, and we moved to Canada when I was three and a half, moved to Edmonton and stayed there for about four years or so, and then moved to Kitimat, which is on the north coast of B.C., um, pretty much, a, I guess, a 16-hour drive from here. Usually, if I go back, I tend to fly because of that. And um, so spent my school years there. And after graduation, well, I guess go back to grade 10 when I took my first accounting course, because that's really probably where I decided I want to be an accountant. I mean, at that time, I didn't really know what a career in accounting meant, but I enjoyed the bookkeeping aspect. I did really well at it. And um, coincidentally, my best friend also decided to become an accountant. So we left Kitimat um, after grade 12, went to community college in Terrace, the nearby town for a year. And then, you know, the two of us and another friend hit the big city and went to UBC. So we kind of so had our to heart. have a buddy, hey, to kind of join the journey with you, helped motivate oh, yeah, you. Yeah, mm. yeah, for sure. Yeah, there were three of us and, um, you know, we got a house in Kitsilano and, oh, you know, moved to Carisdale nice. and eventually we kept moving around every year that we were at UBC. But um, yeah, no, it was funny because we were both so set on becoming accountants um, <laughs> right from then. So I guess re- really pretty pretty fixed on that and um, you know just sort of went straight through the UBC Commerce program which at the time was a five-year program and then we you know met other people as well in the program and became good friends with a group of seven or eight of us and who all went off and got summer jobs and then permanent jobs in firms various firms nobody at the same Mm -hmm. firm and um, you know it was interesting because I really enjoyed my summer 
and chose to come back to the firm and really had a great time in those early years, you know, becoming a CA and watched as my friends, you know, they had their different experiences in their firms and we all talked about our experiences and, you know, soon enough, they all left public practice. And (laughs) I'm the only one out of that group that stayed. And, you know, I never at that time, I mean, I gave it thought, obviously, um, you know, whether I would enjoy, you know, industry, a different type of job. But by that time, I'd seen a lot of what happens in industry from working with the clients. And I thought, you know what, I think public practice is more for me in that it offers a lot of variety. There's um, a lot of people you work with within the firm, and then you work with the clients as well. So you're always exposed to so many different people. And, you know, I guess as a people person, that's part of what I like is that interaction um, of being, you know, completely surrounded most of the time, other than during COVID, with people. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, so that's kind of my journey, I guess. And how I've ended up staying here being a lifer. Right. Well, we're also saying that, you know, um, when it comes to um, the core value of excellence, what you did was you mastered your field in public practice. You know, you st- decided to stay. So I think that's a, a great message to also put out to um, our listeners today that, you know, like you took some time and you experienced other things and saw what your other um, colleague, friends or colleagues did. But for you, you knew what was your excellence or field of excellence, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, you have to be passionate about what you're doing, I think, to achieve your excellence. So if you're not happy in what you're doing day to day, it's going to be tough to get up in the morning and strive to be excellent. So I think, you know, that's really important is to find your passion. Mm. So uh, going back to, you know, excellence as a core value, I mean, we took some time to really think about it as I remember you saying it's so multifaceted and in a way excellence is so subjective because uh, like you mentioned it is so different for everybody like what is what does excellence mean for you on a on a professional um, aspect well I think it means excellence in so many um, different areas I mean I think some of my partners when they spoke earlier um, you know they talked about how important communication is so you want to strive to be excellent in your communication, mm. first and foremost, because you're communicating internally with the people that you work with and externally with the clients. So, you know, it's really critical to master that. And I think it was Kevin who really stressed the importance of that. Yeah. And, you know, obviously delivering a good technical product and being able to provide clients with solutions, you need excellence yes. there as well. Um, so, you know, those would be two facets that, you know, are important and the relationships, excellence in your relationships as well, building the trust. And, um, you know, then your clients rely on you as that trusted advisor. You get to know them, um, understand their situations. So there's so many things that you need to work on to become that overall excellent deliverer of trusted client advice. How's yeah. that for a phrase? <laughs> there you go. Well put. <laughs> but definitely on a, a professional sense, you know, our, our way of excellence is that, um, like what you've mentioned, oh, is representing our brand and our service. 
as one of like the top and I guess reliable, you know, like you say, building trust is very about excellence as being reliable. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it it does take time and work. Hey, like, I mean, I stress with you um, offline that, you know, I'm still figuring those steps myself. Like, what is my excellence? And you're like to yourself, so like, yeah, my excellence is so different. Like you were telling me a story from your um, school days. You had a, like a, a reward kind of excellence that was like a, a different experience for you. Would you like to share that? Yeah, you know, talking about the word excellence, it came to mind that back when I was in elementary school, there was a program and I think it was a national sports program and that they ran in the schools. And um, when you participated, you either got a bronze, a silver, a gold or an award oh, of excellence and you got you know, a, a badge. OK, we have something called like the Athletics Carnival in Australia. So mm -hmm. each year the schools also go through that kind of thing. Yeah, very similar. But yeah, yeah. go on. <laughs> and I just remember striving to get the award of excellence. Yeah. So was it know, in, in any field uh, specifically, like what sport that you focused on? Well, I on? think it was, it was probably like five different activities. Like there was probably mm. running. I, I can't even remember anymore, but mm -hmm. I'm sure I have that badge stashed away <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, so that's what I mean. Like there's other areas of your life outside of work as well, where you're striving for excellence. And, you know, that is taught in you know, the school system to a certain extent, or it was at least then. I know the school system changed over the years and um, a lot of it got away from, you know, grades, letter grades and those sorts of things that, you know, distinguished people in that manner. But, um, you know, I think in the end in life, you are striving to be at that level. Yeah. And, you know, you wake up in the morning and you want to be your best and, you know, maybe it doesn't happen every day and for everyone in their situations that come up. And, yeah. you know, that's where I think we get to, you know, in a work environment where we support each other. Yes, very well put as well. Well, you know, going back to like the work and I know you've had such a, you know, abundant to the great career path, you know, throughout your whole life. So, you know, working your way up to partnership, you know, and not only are you a leader in a partner within a company, but you're also a mother, you know, and I think a lot of us, well, there's a majority more female workers in um, at Smythe and, you know, some people might want to start a family soon. And obviously the question that does come around is like, how does one um, strive for excellence, but also juggle professional life and, mother motherhood <laughs> I'd say. Mm -hmm. well I think everyone um does it in a different way and everyone also has um I guess different I don't want to call it standards necessarily but different um I guess what they set for themselves as I can't even come up with the word right now but you know what they want to achieve in their home life and in their their work life and yeah, maybe you have to give up some things when you're doing both, but I think it's yeah. also important. You don't need to be perfect in both um, if you want to have both in your life. Um, you may have to give up some things. Like I often, you know, felt like I was the parent running out, say, at nine o'clock at night um, to pick up some store-bought cookies to take to You got the job for... done, right? <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't always the fancy home-baked treats, but you know, that's the sort of thing maybe sometimes you have to realize, you know, if you want the other side, you can't always be at home baking cookies. So, yeah. yeah. 
I think we go back to like the topic of the word that I remember you mentioning was sacrifice and prioritization. That's it to strive for excellence. It does happen at times like you like you mentioned, there are unexpected kind of uh, incidents throughout your career. Sometimes that you had to pull a little bit more like focus off your work and then get the support from your team to focus at home. But sometimes you had to pull a little bit of time away from at home to focus at work. So it becomes to more of a sacrifice. Correct. Yeah, and I mean, there's things that happen. Like I, we had, um, you know, when my older son um, was much younger, um, he had an illness and ended up in hospital for about a month. And it was April, and as we all know, season. it's <laughs> almost April now. So it's hectic. Yeah. Yeah, that was a tough, tough thing to go through. But there were people that stepped up to help me out during that time. You know, as I was running between home and work and the hospitals. So that is one thing you want to, you know, in your life and in work, I think we need to be a strong team. And I think that's really what we're striving for here is to support each other and for everyone to know that there are supports in place when you need them. And also for that work-life balance, being a parent and a career person, um, you know, a reliable spouse, partner, um, extended family who may be in town, or even neighbors can be a great support system. So, you know, in in your striving to be excellent, you know, don't hesitate to rely on others to help you out in areas where you may need help. It's not a failure to ask for help. Yeah, it's yeah. something that you know we all need to do and work together. Exactly, you know, like don't be ashamed or, you know, in, ter in terms of like, you know, um, areas of weaknesses or like showing that you need help because like, you'll be surprised, right? Well, hearing from mm -hmm. your story, like you had great support and, yeah. um, you know, it seemed like everything did work out overall. So, I need a great advice um, overall, but you know, if you can, you know, turn back time to speak to young Anita again after going through these, you know, roller coasters of experiences and whatnot over the years, like what would you tell yourself? Like what would you, you know, kind of, yeah, recommend to yourself, advise yourself? Yeah, it, I mean, it's interesting. It would, uh, I always say, oh, I'd love to have 24 waking hours in a day to be able to do everything, um, uh -huh. you know. I guess I always feel like I would have liked to do more of everything. Um, but one thing that maybe a lot of us don't take enough care with is our fitness. You know, we may go through spurts where we're really good and dedicated, and then there will be times where we really drop off on it. So I think if I could go back, it would have been wonderful to just have instilled in my life such a disciplined program of fitness health and fitness. So yeah, I think that that would be one thing. And I think, you know, other people say that as well. It seems like a common theme. So hey, but at least we're doing these initiatives together during work hours, right? The, mm -hmm. We're doing some challenges in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, there's some things for us to kind of like motivate each other with. Yeah, and I think that's important. I think that that sort of motivation um, within the firm is important. I think, you know, it brings people together and, yeah. you know, all the things that we are doing, I think, you know, bring the team together. And I think that's all, you know, part of becoming more excellent. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, 
just to wrap, you know, um, the whole episode up, you know, what kind of other advice would you like to give, uh, the, I guess, our younger professionals here um, who are striving for their own excellence? And yeah, like, what would you tell them? Well, I would say that in life, there's lots of opportunities for growth. There's continual learning. Um, you know, on a daily basis, you can choose to learn from um, things that are going on around you with other people. Um, you know, being curious and, you know, a little bit nosy sometimes and, you know, <laughs> not too nosy, <laughs> exploring yeah. things that other people have going on. Um, I think it's important to be open minded and flexible. I've always found um, that people who are flexible, um, you know, then are able to take in more. And, um, you know, you're not just doing, you know, what is there laid out for you, but you're open to other opportunities. So I think that's, um, you know, a key, a key trait, I guess, to help help you along your path. But um, I guess the overriding thing is because you to be excellent, you need to be passionate. Yeah. So I think you need to figure out what makes you happy and hopefully you can choose a path where you can find those aspects of life that make you happy. You can find that in your work life on a daily basis. Wow, beautifully put and what an excellent way to kind of wrap everything up. Um, well, listeners, I hope you guys have really all enjoyed this episode with Anita, you know, um, talking about work-life balance and how to strive for excellence. And as a reminder, as Anita has also spoken about that everyone has their own, you know, view of what excellence is. So don't feel too pressured to feel like, you know, you're behind or anything like that. So um, I'm pretty sure that Anita will have her door open or if you ever need to ask any questions or gain some advice on how to, I guess, uh, have a more balance and work-life balance or, you know, achieving anything, um, she'll be happy to speak to you. So thank you so much for your time, Anita, and I hope you had fun too. <laughs> Of course, yeah, it was fun. And if anyone wants any homemade cookie recipes, woohoo! Yay! <laughs> Call her up. I do. I do have some. <laughs> okay, beautiful. Thank you so much for your time, Anita. Thank you. Well, I hope you've all enjoyed this episode and found it motivating. If you have any questions for our partners or feedback, please feel free to email me directly at ntnguyen at smythecpa.com. Until next time, make sure to tune in each week on the Smythe Hub for upcoming episodes. Have a good one all.